conversations with successful hairstylists and barbers and I'd love to invite you to listen in as we explore the significance of the hair, the important relationship between hair care professionals and their community, why this work is important to us, and even some common myths about being a hair care professional. So in this episode we will discuss the revolution around hair loss and I'll have a conversation with Mr. Wayne Menendez. So Wade, um, known around the world as Wade the Barber, is a master barber who's been in the barber field for over 13 years. With an impressive celebrity clientele, Wade is notoriously known for his impressive cuts that exemplify his distinct attention to detail to help his clients achieve their desired look. Wade received his license in 2004 from Averroes Academy of Hair Design in Baltimore, Maryland. What started off as a hobby for him at the age of 12, wow, that's young, grew (laughs) to be his career and has landed him the opportunity to travel all over the world doing what he loves. And even in March of 2011, Wade opened his first barbershop, the W Hair Loft, located downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland. So through much hard work, dedication, and support from his clients, he was able to open a second location um, in Hyattsville, not too far from where I live, um, in 2014. Yeah, I live in Hyattsville. So both shops are successfully operating with a team of barbers who work closely together to bring the best male grooming services to those in D.C., Maryland, and the surrounding areas. And so due to many years He has spent perfecting his craft. Wade is able to produce unique styles, and his skill set is second to none, guaranteeing total satisfaction every time. Wade's commitment to be one of the best barbers is the driving force behind his dedication to growing his brand. As a certified hair loss specialist, he is one of the first barbers to offer custom hair units for men a service that allows men who are thinning or balding to alopecia to be able to regain their confidence by having hair. Wade is also launching his own line of products, Ultimate Essentials, teaching classes and offering trainings to other barbers who are interested in growing their businesses. And he is a is the proud founder of the Wade H. Menendez Foundation, which launched in 2017. So growing up with a solid Christian background, Wade inspires others by reminding others that they can succeed at anything they put their minds to. All right, that was deep, brother. That was very, very good. You are clearly have a, crafted a very meaningful career for yourself and really changed the culture on hair loss around the globe. But I'm very curious about something. Out of all the styles to focus on and as a barber, how did you get interested and decide to center your work on hair loss in men? Well, 
kind of got into it honestly as something just kind of for fun to do. Um, it was just, you know, I saw, I saw a young lady at the shop. She's putting out some hair and adding a uh, head of dreads. And um, he just was like, oh, man, I want to I want to try that. It got to be a reason, you know, a way we could do that for guys. You know what I mean? I want to I want to see see what we could do for that. You know what I mean? And uh, for the guys that are thinning and have recession. So um, we put our heads together, you know, came up with an idea to maybe do a sew-in. And then from there, it became a, it became a thing, you know. Hmm. Uh, of course, I've, I've seen a lot of people that were, uh, you know, older guys wearing toupees and stuff like that. Hmm. So I knew certain stuff was available, but I never thought, um, you know what I'm saying, like I didn't know this aspect of it uh, with adding hair, you know, to certain areas and all that or whatever. So um, then I branched out into, you know, doing very much different variations and different different, different styles of, of it. Mm-hmm. I knew because everybody couldn't do a sew-in. You know, I did a, yeah. did a sew-in on a guy. And I was like, man, everybody can't get that done. So how else, <laughs> what other techniques are going to come up with? Uh, so after some, some uh, talking to some hairstylists and, and uh, getting some training, man, it just it just became a thing. And that now now it's a whole it's a whole market for it um so i'm grateful to be a part of the journey to you know to make it something that's more popular yeah this this is interesting so even thinking about how you got inspired from someone else's work but even seeing that this is a big topic um hair loss for men so i've read in certain medical journals for example as recent as 2017 that 47 percent of black women experience hair loss at some point in their lifetime for a variety of reasons. Um, but this hair loss causes major mental health issues, um, such as, you know, lowered self-esteem, depression, even anxiety. I'm curious, based on your observations, do you think that um, hair loss could be at a higher rate for men? And even what concerns or stressors do you see for the men um, who are experiencing hair loss, do you see some of those um, anxiety or self-esteem or depression concerns too? Yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, men, we do care about our hair. You know what I mean? I know it's a thing that, you know, men are not supposed to care. Some <laughs> people think about, think that men shouldn't care about their hair, but we do. You know what I'm saying? Um, even, you know, as far as it goes to even our, our hairline, you know, we're particular about our barber. We stay with our barber, you know what I mean? And it's like, man, like, I don't push my hairline back. There's a lot of guys that just are really particular about their hairline, even the guys that, you know, the guys that have hair. So it's like, man, like, we care, you know what I mean? If we didn't care, we wouldn't we wouldn't be as particular as we are about our haircuts and barbers and stuff as well. But, uh, I, you know, I've realized that there's a lot of guys um, that are self-conscious and, um, you know, it goes to a lot of, man, it's, it's so many areas of it. Uh, but really feel down, and, and you know, their 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 con their con you know their uh, their confidences went down mm-hmm. um, after they lost hair, um, and it's affecting relationships. It's affecting their 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 life. Uh, a lot of guys gotta always wear a hat when they go out because oh, they don't want nobody yeah. to see their hair. You know what I mean? So um, it's so many different aspects of it, and I think that you know me being able to offer the service man is helping. You know what I mean? Um, I, I recently I had a, you know, I have many stories about people that just call me and they just tell me, thank you. They're, you know, the wives call me, but something touched me recently, a couple months ago, uh, a wife sent me a picture of her and her husband, man, on a date, you know, <laughs> um, she was like, man, this guy's not taking me on a date in years. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, she's just happy. She's like, since he has hair, his whole confidence has went up. You know, his whole countenance 
everything, you know what I mean? He suffered from PTSD, he was mm-hmm. in the military, um, different things, you know, that happened to him. And now he has hair, man, his confidence, he feels confident to even walk out and just, you know, he's happy, you know. Uh, another situation where a lady, uh, I do not only not only men, but I do women as well. The lady had lupus, uh, and after she got she got her hair done, she was because she started wearing wigs, so she got her hair done, something more natural looking, man. Um, you know, I, 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 her daughter contacted me and was like, man, my mom is just feeling so great. She just used, she was down about it. Even when I was doing her hair, man, she almost had me in tears because I, I could tell her countenance. You know what I'm saying? Her countenance was so low, and. Um, and I could tell that, you know, that the sickness was kind of really taking its toll on her. But the next day after that, man, her daughter hit me and just let me know that she was feeling good. She was up at it, you know, all energetic the next day. And it, it was just, you know what I'm saying, just knowing that it, it does play a part in people's self-esteem and their confidence and how they see themselves as something that's smaller, you know, as, as cosmetic as it is. But, you know, um, it, it really does. Hair is a big thing for men. You know, it, it really does. It really does affect me. Yeah, it sounds like you've become a couples therapist. Um, you've become a medical doctor. You're really um, being mindful of how hair impacts relationships and even how people feel about themselves and even um, coping with different health issues. Um, yeah, this is transformative work that you're doing. Um, and so, so there isn't a person around that hasn't seen um, your transformations of the before and after videos of your clients. Like I literally gasp each time and just like oh, shout out, like, "No wait, how did he do that?" I, I I'm just so curious. Um, without you, without you having to reveal any of your secrets, but how long does the process take to create the units and to apply them to your clients? Um, it, it varies. But uh, usually it's, it, it's anywhere from an hour to two hours. Most times I can get it done in about an hour and a half because um, I see about seven to ten people a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, you know, I have to kind of work a little swiftly. Um, I, and I know at one point it used to take me, when I first started, it, take, it used to take me three hours. Wow. But I do it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty full-time with just doing units now. So, um, you know, you do it more. The more people you do and you see, you know, you, your time can um, be a little faster. But uh, it just depends on the technique. I do I offer like three different techniques and styles. Uh, so you know, there's some there's different processes to uh, get the hair on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really just depends on which process a person uh, is given. Okay, okay. So it it varies, but it sounds like you're getting faster and faster with each person um, yeah. as time progresses. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I'm curious, too, what are some of the responses that you've received through social media and the social media world about um, these transformation videos that you've posted? Oh, man, you already know. Listen, people are crazy. They, they, <laughs> they say all kinds of crazy stuff. It's just witchcraft, man. <laughs> Picking the hair off the floor and putting it on people's head. Like, uh, I have people that ask me, is it a cream that I'm using to make the hair grow back? I have a lot of people from uh, Nigeria and different countries. So they man, they like, man, send me the cream. I want the cream. <laughs> like, maybe I hair grow back. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, it's funny, man, to read some of the comments, man. Um, you know, they, 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 they come up with different, yeah, they all kinds of little memes and, and little <laughs> sayings, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the guys get brought back, you know, it, it knocks, you know, 10, year, 10 to 20 years off of their lives, you know, when before and after pictures or whatever, so. The, the comments are uh, pretty, they're pretty hilarious, man. I, I, I do laugh at those. I do laugh at those. But yeah. some of the stuff they come up with, man, I'm like, man, 
who thought of that? Like, <laughs> who, who said that? And thought, thought to come up with something like that. Maybe comparing it to all kinds of stuff. <laughs> All right, so there's some real comedy acts that have developed based oh. on these videos alone, it sounds oh, yes. like. Oh, yeah. Oh, Well, in terms of your own image, you appear to be a very classic man and pay attention to the details of grooming in general. Um, but for your clients, what products and tools do you use to create that ideal shave and a haircut? Um, I know it's not any special cream that the Nigerians are talking about, but what <laughs> what do you recommend in terms of male grooming products? Um, well, I am uh, I'm actually coming out of my, with my own line of products. Actually, um, very soon I had came out with some stuff previously, um, but I'm actually coming out with um, uh, quite a few products soon in in process now. So I'm looking forward to that, but. Um, right now, I mean, I use grooming for grooming purposes. I mean, I I, I use a lot of uh, Palmer's products. I'm one of the brand ambassadors for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use Shea Moisture. I work with them as well. Um, and um, as I am, actually, I've been using some of their uh, curling creams uh, to to you know for the for the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of beard balms. Uh, Shea, Shea Moisture has some some good stuff as well. Of course, you know the normal clippers and razors. I'm a, I, I use a lot of wall wall clippers, uh, and it's, um, and um, and I actually I actually bevel as well too. So um, yeah, those are pretty much some of the main things I use. Okay, okay, um, yeah, we have some of those products too in the salon that I work at. Okay. Um, and so. Oh. Wait, I've I've heard that you don't personally use your own hair units, but I know you would if you needed to. Um, But but can you tell me a little bit about your personal hair journey and how it reflects your identity and even um, connected to your manhood? Well, I mean, um, I've been always I've always been particular about my hair. My hair cut since I was five years old. I can remember going to the barber shop and if my cut wasn't right, man, I'd be upset, you know. <laughs> so uh, I think it, it's also that something that, that kind of runs in my family. My my father, he would cut me and my brother's hair uh, sometimes. My my grandfather would cut a little bit. Um, my uncle, he had a barber shop in his house. Like my great grandfather had Whoa. one of the first first, bap, first uh, black barber shops in West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So it kind of runs in my family. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize all this stuff until I got a little older, and I just like, I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I did, I, I recently go across some pictures and see my grandfather with clippers cutting my father and 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 his, you know, and his brothers. So I was like, wow, this is this is crazy, man. It's very generational right now. But um, you know, my journey, man. I started cutting my hair when I was twelve. Um, and I started, you know, experimenting, man, I would, I would mess my hair about, I used to shave, I used to uh, try to cut my hair with a big razor that you shave, you know, that you shave with, um, uh, and, and I would go, go to school with all kinds of gaps and holes in my head, man, no. I didn't know what I was, what I was experimenting, it was crazy, it was so crazy, um, and so that's when I learned how to use enhancements to cover up my flaws, so using Beijing hair color and, uh, different enhancements to, to cover up my flaws. And then I started, you know, just seeing guys in Philly, like, 
you know, with the, uh, you know, with the, just the sharp cuts, man, mm-hmm. with the beach and the lines, they was using eyeliner pencils, they was using all kinds of sprays and different stuff. So, man, I started experimenting. Um, I started cutting other people's hair uh, probably about when I turned about 17, 18 or so. Um, I cut my brothers and uh, my brother and some of the young guys at my church. Mm-hmm. Where were you cutting their hair? Were Were you cutting it at, at home? At the house. Okay. At, mm-hmm. at the house. Yeah, yeah. At the house, either at church in the back room or something like that. When you know, after service or something like that. Wow. So I would okay. Do, yeah, my, my parents are uh, my parents are pastors, so you know, he, you know, I, I could just do it at the church, you know, no problem. But then um, I was doing retail. I, I was doing retail, man. I painted with my father. He had a, his own painting maintenance company. Um, you know, I did. Uh, I worked for Anson Phone, so a pharmaceutical company. That was a paper boy. I did a lot of different jobs, and it wasn't until um, I, I got fired from a few of those, and Uh-oh. then I did school. <laughs> I did college for like two years, um, and that didn't work out because I was trying to work and do college at the same time. And I was like, man, this ain't for me. I did, I did complete and get a you know a certificate a certificate in business administration, but um, I dropped out of college and. The only thing I was passionate about was, was cutting, you know what mm. I mean? So I ended up going to barber school and got my license. Um, and from there, man, it's been history. I started cutting celebrities in barber school. Um, like, people started seeing, because I already knew how to cut. I just needed to fine-tune, like, on my fading and different things. I, I was the one teaching my, I taught my teacher how to do Beijing, <laughs> you know what I mean, in school. So it was funny, man. Like, people were coming to me. You know what I mean? Um, just you know, just to get cuts in, in, in school, you know. So it was cool. Um, you know, so I felt like I was already ahead of the game just a little bit. So that that gave me an extra push to go harder, you know. Um, you know, and I, I started cutting a few celebrities. I met Little Most, and she started coming to the barber school, getting her hair cut. Mm-hmm. And I started traveling with her. Um, I started cutting a few little NBA players, and met a lot of a lot of people. You know what I mean? On my journey, so. It's been it's been it's been it's been dope, man. It's been an awesome journey, man. I I, I feel like I you know I'm, I'm called to do this, you know what I mean. Mm. So, um, you know, it's something that I really feel like you know that's this is my purpose in life. And usually, your gift and your purpose kind of go and go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're gifted to do, a lot of times it's it's directly tied to your purpose. Um, and so you have to you definitely have to cultivate your gift. You have to, you know, study, uh, you know, concerning whatever you, that, that gift or that talent is that you have. And a lot of times that's going to, your purpose is going to be tied into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to help other people, you know, and to imp- make impact on the, in the world through your gift, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, yeah, that's just very, very key. And I, I had to go through different things to understand what my gifting and my, you know, my calling was. Uh, so, you know what I mean? I'm glad that I finally found it. And just seeing the impact that it's making on the world right now, like, you know, people in different countries, people in the U.S., I have a lot of people that I've taught all over the world. Um, you know, they take my online class or they come to my live class. Um, and just being able to make impact, man. I get many emails and messages and, you know, just people that say, hey, man, I'm watching you. You know, don't, you don't know me, but, you know, I'm inspired. I'm motivated, mm-hmm. you know, by what you're doing. I'm going to yeah. barber school now because I see what you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's it's a, it's an awesome, fulfilling uh, feeling um, just to just to know that I, little old me, you know what I mean, <laughs> has been, been, been able to make an impact, man. So I can sleep mm-hmm. well at night knowing that I'm doing well. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you you just convinced 
wants me to become a barber. I don't even cut hair. I'm like, man, I got to get on this. Um, <laughs> in terms of it's such, you know, it's such an art, but also an honor. Um, I study a lot of traditional African societies and how barbers have such a major role in the community. Um, but also I study a lot of um, barber history in the United States, too, and in during enslavement only black men were actually allowed to cut hair. And so the slave masters would actually rent them out to different plantations um, to make more money off of their barbering skills. And so just to even think about how it's clear that, you know, there's such an artistry to it, um, how it's exploited, but also then how people were able to buy their own freedom from the tips that they would make um, barbering people's hair. And just even how the barbershop has become such a safe space for, you know, black men to groom each other and to, you know, be safe and um, supportive and make them look good. So, so, and I'm just thinking too about the history that you shared. Like, this is intergenerational. Like, in a lot of traditional societies that there would be an apprenticeship model for um barbers and like it is really in your blood like you're like my grandfather my uncle my dad like you you listed everybody um in that family tree being a part of this tradition um so you're tapped into something clearly you are tapped into purpose um and you're clearly a visionary um a healer and an artist um what does your creative process look like and how do you continue to amplify your creative energy and entrepreneurial goals? Um, well, I think that um, I try to just, I do a lot of reading. Uh, well, now, I haven't always been a reader, but I believe if you're going to lead, if you're going to make any type of impact, you have to educate yourself. You have to read. Uh, and I know our culture and our generation, man, we don't like reading. because You know, <laughs> for, for multiple reasons, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're fast-paced. We're always on the go, always doing different things. Um, and, um, you know, so just we, we like things fast. So even as far as reading, like now, that's why we have Audible now, and that helped me a lot. Yeah. Uh, because, I, yeah, we, I'm always on the go. Um, and I'm actually working out. I have a book out I just came out with in February, and what? I'm actually working on one. Mm-hmm. write out your vision and make it plain, you know, so 
um, you know, you know, I just, I just try to follow <laughs> just these simple principles, simple mm-hmm. principles, mm-hmm. and um, and try to keep a clear head. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, like you know, I, I'm always, um, I'm always trying to go to the next level. I, I, I do. I was just talking to a friend last night about it, like. Cause sometimes you, you you try to you try to move so fast and you don't like uh, appreciate where you are now and just kind of soak in the moment for a second, you know what I mean? And uh, sometimes you know what I mean. We just always trying to move on to the next biggest, better thing. But you know, sometimes you have to just appreciate where you are now and not try to move too fast. You know, timing mm. is timing is everything. Um, so you know, my thing is just making my goals clear. And um, sometimes your goals change. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Sometimes. Sometimes things things change, and I, I just want to like you know that's why I said I pray a lot because I just want to make sure that I'm doing um, you know what God's will is for my life, and uh, making sure that I, I don't operate too too fast and go outside of <clears throat> you know outside of His will for my life. So um, you know what I mean it's just trying to make the right decisions and keeping a good headspace. Like I say, reading, praying, uh, surrounding yourself around uh, people that are, are are beyond like that. Are, that you would consider uh, above you or, like, you know what I'm saying, just where you want to be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just hang around, you know, the homies from back when, you know, from around the way all the time. That's cool if, you, you know what I'm saying, now and then, but if they're not moving in the same direction you are, they're going to be holding you back. So you got to make sure you surround yourself around people that are, um, that are you know, that are going places that are, that are you know, where you want to be at, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you can glean from them, all right? So, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, you've written a book on this because <laughs> there's so many inspirational things that there's, like you were saying, it's simple, but having this structure, um, and really being tapped in. So, I guess what's next for you? Um, where do you see the future of hair grooming and even hair loss going? Well, um, I'm gonna continue doing classes and educating. Um, I am actually working on opening up my own barber school. Um, so I'm working on that as we speak. Um, that has been a goal for mine, of mine since I started, uh, pretty much when I, since I started cutting for real. Um, so I wanted, I want to do that. Um, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's, time is approaching that it's time for me to do that. Um, so working on that, um, and just continuing the hair year network. I've started a network for barbers and stylists. Uh, all over the, the world now uh, that I refer people to them um, mm. so they can build their clientele. Um, so just growing my network and and I do want to have locations like actual like clinic locations um, in in every major city in the U.S. So and wow. and in the U.K. as well. I do I do want to do the U.K. and Africa. So mm. I'm working on going to Africa as well. Um, I, I I had a tour date that you know I just got finished my tour, my mm-hmm. and um, I missed Africa. I had to push it back because I needed to make sure that I had the right connections there. But I am going there because I have a large following in Nigeria and Ghana. So I, I've I been there. I've been there. I want to go with you. <laughs> listen, let's go. Let's go. Listen, I need my need team to go too. Yeah. We, can all, we can all maximize on it. But also, I don't want to just go make money, but I also want to go make sure I do some some mission work there as mm-hmm. well. Kind of, Yeah, man, definitely trying to go to uh, get, get that, that uh, Africa trip. 
Yeah, right. you, you, you sounding like Marcus Garvey right now in terms of really thinking about how to connect people all over the world, but specifically yeah. through hair. Um, or even maybe Madam C.J. Walker in terms of really building business and making those connections. But yeah, this this is global, clearly, especially, you know, because of um, social media. But this is you have a global presence and have influenced people um, and inspired people. Um, and so I even like that you were using the word clinic because, you know, as a clinical psychologist, I'm like, ooh, I, I have to start calling um barbershops clinics um, to even think about how this is a space where we are really healing each other and um can address some of these mental health concerns yeah and i totally want to recruit you to um (laughs) to do some of the therapy techniques it sounds like you're already doing it but maybe i could even add to the to the school program to think about what skills emotionally um barbers need um to groom people, the emotional skill set, the Most talking definitely. aspect. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I just did a, um, a little session with uh, Dr. Anita Phillips. I'm not sure if you know who she is, but um, <laughs> she's a, a licensed therapist. Uh, she does a lot of stuff with uh, with Bishop T.D. Jenks now. But oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's amazing. And we just started doing some little videos on, like, you know, mental health and in the barbershop, you know what I mean? Because we are... Stylists and barbers, we are like therapists, you know, mm-hmm. people come and talk to us about um, the issues, their problems, and, you know, you got to kind of give them some sound advice, but you have to know, you have to be in a place where you you can give some sound advice. Some of, some of us dealing with our own mental illnesses, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think mental illness is somebody that's kind of like a slow person, but no, mental illness is just somebody that is not... Uh, you, 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 you've not dealt with all of your issues and you mm. let it control mm-hmm. your life, you know what I mean? And, and um, whether it's depression, I went through depression, I went through a divorce, I went through uh, losing my father, mm. uh, you know, me and my mother's relationship was messed up and I lost a lot of my friends, you know what I'm saying? And at time, and that time, when you're at your lowest, you see who really is your, you know, has your back. And so I went through a state of depression, where I, you know, and I didn't really even notice I was really depressed. I just, I had to like, I just found myself losing. I found I was losing myself, you know what I mean? And I picked up drinking all the time and mm-hmm. started being, it started, it, it, it was bad, you know, uh, relying on all of that. And uh, but uh, I had to, I went to see a therapist. I went, I had to go to, <laughs> I had to go to therapy. And I, a lot of us in the in, in the black community, man, um, we don't believe in going to see a therapist. We think that it's, you know. Uh, that's a, it's a white person thing or something like that. I don't know what that myth is about, but <laughs> I was always taught if you got if you have a problem, go see somebody, go talk to somebody. Your friends can't always help you. You know what I'm saying? They're not trained to do that. And so, um, you know, a lot of us hold a lot of things in. You know what I mean? As uh, in our in our community, uh, we hold everything in, and that and then we turn it into drugs, we turn it into sex, mm-hmm. we turn it into different things uh, to kind of cope with. Uh, childhood issues, uh, different things and uh, traumatic uh, moments we've had in our lives, uh, you know, a lot of us have dealt with some, some trauma, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't know how to deal with that, you will stay in that place for the rest of your life Ooh. and you build your life based on the experience that you had, you know? And so, it, it creates this pattern, man. It creates cycles, it creates patterns, and then you pass that same thing to your children and to their children's children if you don't check it, you know? So, we have to understand how to how to really, you know, deal with our mental, um, and, and like I said, for me, you know, I, what helps me is my spirituality, and, and, and 
um, you know, certain things are practical. Uh, just doing affirmations sometimes, um, speaking positive. A lot of us will speak negative things out of our mouths, um, and you you have what you say. Whatever comes out your mouth, it becomes reality a lot of times. You know what I mean? As well, so you have to uh, speak positive um, thoughts and, and, and do positive affirmations over your life um, daily as well, you know, and, and, and watch it become a reality for you. Wow. Okay, you you are a therapist. This was very well said. I'm like, did he take one of my classes on therapy? This is exactly what people need to hear. And I'm appreciative of you disclosing your own process and negotiating mental health, being seeing a therapist and how you cope. Um, yeah, th- that clearly there's a lot of undealt with trauma that people are facing. And so a lot of times in therapy, we say what you don't talk out, you act out. And so clearly um, you see that connection once you start processing and praying on it, meditating and figuring things out that you don't have to perform it. Um, so, yeah. All right. You 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 are a psychotherapist, clearly. Um, so. <laughs> So wait, how how can listeners get in contact with you to keep up with your latest projects? Um, well, you can find me on all social media outlets, uh, Wade the Barber. Uh, my website is wadethebarber.com. Uh, I also have another website, wademenendez.com, and it's, uh, they all link together. Uh, but you can find out everything. Um, you know, Instagram is one of my main outlets that I'm on now. Um, so... Yep, my website and, and social media. That's it. Wait the bubber. <laughs> right. All right. And then, as always, um, you can follow the latest psychotherapy information through our website, psychotherapy.org, and Instagram at psychotherapy. And of course, if you like this podcast, please consider sharing it. And in closing, let's remember that a path to healthy hair is having strong roots. <laughs>